Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. It is your Friday weekend edition, Fantasy NBA Today, long stream edition, Fantasy NBA Today. I'm your host, Dan Bespris. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate it every single time, especially now, especially now as the season winds down. This is when I need you the most. Keep those podcast listener numbers high enough where the advertisers will be like, you know, we'll hang around for one more month. We'll give it a little bit longer. And then in April, they're going to be like, wait a minute, what happened? (laughs) That's actually what I think when I see things in April also. But anyway, you guys have been great. You guys have been listening all year long, reliably. You're still with me. You're still with me, even as things are winding down now. I know leagues have ended. Hopefully not many of you actually got eliminated. Many of you ending, you know, near the end of your head-to-head league or Roto. Hopefully you guys are hanging out until the end of the year. That's another reason I want you guys playing Roto, because you'll stick with me until the last day of the regular season. Get the keep you around listening a little bit longer we of course also have shows in the off season i'm going to say it a bunch of times between now and then i want you guys to continue to listen our shows are shorter in the off season because i know nobody wants like the full density of a 45 50 minute pod and we had a lot of those in the regular season some that even ran longer 20 25 minutes in the off season kind of quick hitters just to keep you on top of your nba analysis we got lessons learned that takes us a while Lots of lessons to learn. We'll talk to some of the other analysts in the community, what lessons they can bring us. We've got team-by-team breakdowns, kind of post-mortem type stuff on this season gone by. Before you know it, free agency's rolling around. We also do some sports betting talk during the playoffs because that's fun. Because you know what? I do do what's fun. Talk to you guys on social media. I hope I will. At Dan Bespris. We'll do that throughout the offseason as well. And we'll do that now. And the funny thing is, as much as I want to talk about basketball, I have to start today's podcast with the biggest news of the day, which is from another sport, and that is that baseball will be back. Finally, the lockout over. Collective bargaining agreement reached. I don't play fantasy baseball. I just like watching it. You guys know I worked in baseball for a really long time. That's my broadcasting background as well. I do some college basketball play-by-play, but mostly I was a baseball guy. That was my career before the team I worked for changed ends of the country and uh, I had a kid and you know then it was time to work from this little corner of my bedroom slash office (laughs) the reason I'm waxing poetic is because the recap part of today's show is basically nil Brooklyn Philly didn't turn out to be fun Brooklyn got their revenge it was not a good ball I mean you know Brooklyn was very good but from a basketball standpoint, it was a pretty whack ball game. Nets opened up a lead, never looked back. Philly didn't get much in the way of contributions from their usuals. Actually, Tobias Harris was finally a tiny bit better. Tyrese Maxey came crashing back to earth, which we knew was bound to happen soon. And then in the late one, surprise free. Nikola Jokic does his stuff. Denver cycles through who the other guy might be. Little surprise Monte Morris didn't have a bigger ball game. Usually he goes larger when Will Barton is out. But Michael Malone was kind of mixing and matching a bit early in this ball game that cost Monte first half action. But I mean, what do we what do we take away from this card yesterday? Luckily, that wasn't kind of the plan on today's show. The plan was to talk about other stuff, but in terms of takeaways, takeaway number one, 
is that we knew the mean reversion was coming for Tyrese Max. He wasn't going to shoot 65% the rest of the year. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, like the, the crash back happening all at once. And then on the other side, Tobias Harris continues to not be nearly the factor that they kind of need him to be. He needs to be more engaged. And he's he's taken this backseat to maxing a lot of ball games, and certainly to Embiid and Harden and those guys. I need to see more. I need to see more passing out of Embiid. When you're not having a good ball game, you got to figure it out some other way. The superstars didn't shoot. Everybody else actually on Philly was okay. Tobias Harris shot fifty percent. I mean, Maxi wasn't very good. Two for seven. Then the reserves had okay ball games, but you can't grade much on that. George Niang, I don't know. Is Philly a paper tiger? I don't think we can say. But they got exposed a little bit by a team that wanted it a lot more. The, the spurned lover came in and just smacked them around a little bit. Uh, Seth Curry, five steals on top of a very efficient ball game. He was great. And he's going to find his footing with this team especially as they head home now. So Kyrie Irving will go back to sitting out some games, and then Seth goes back to being the number two guy behind Kevin Durant. Andre Drummond played 20 minutes. That's generally not enough for him. He got three blocks, which kind of saved things. He missed some free throws, which kind of did the opposite of saving. I think he's still startable when LaMarcus Aldridge is out. Probably would have played a little bit more if it wasn't a blowout. Probably would have played more uh, if... I mean, they needed him against Joel Embiid, early in the game, and he did a decent job to that end. Just being large. That was his job. Be gigantic, and he's quite proficient at that. James Johnson came out of nowhere for a huge ball game. We're not going to buy into that. Bruce Brown cooled off a little bit, but he still got 29 minutes in a blowout, so I'm inclined to stick with Bruce. Hashtag stick with Bruce. I saw nothing to dissuade me from that. Nine shots... Not quite enough, but generally enough, because usually there's some rebounding and steals and stuff like that. He just, those things weren't there in this ballgame, and they'll probably be, again, it'll be easier for him. It'll be easier for all these other guys when Kyrie's not in there, because he's up there with KD taking the most shots. It's pretty easy math on this stuff. That's it. On the recap side, that's it. Two-minute recap. Good. Good. Because I wanted today's show to be all about the next phase of the long stream. It's Friday. As we've been doing throughout this week, we've been looking at the day of the podcast and the following day. But because today is a Friday show, we don't have shows Saturday or Sunday. We come looping back around on Monday. It'll be the new week by then. Friday shows during this playoff season are going to be Friday through basically the end of the following week, which I know sounds nuts, but it's the essence of the long stream. We have to capture it in a jar. So we're going to start with today, the day I'm recording this show, which is Friday, and we'll give you stuff through the rest of the weekend. You've long streamed to this point. You've set yourself up nicely. Presumably you still have a move or two or three even. Probably not all four. Today, probably two, if I had to guess, based on kind of the things we had discussed earlier this week on the long stream. You probably have two moves left. Now, if your season is ending this week, obviously you just go nuts. You don't need my help for that. A lot of teams play two games the rest of this week, Friday and Saturday, or Friday and Sunday. Uh, Indiana goes Saturday, Sunday, the only team that goes back-to-back at the end. If you have two moves left, just make sure no one on your team only has one game left. 
including high-profile guys. By the way, C.J. McCollum entered health and safety protocols. That's kind of story buried within a story. Devontae Graham probably has about one week of top 90 production with no Brandon Ingram and no C.J. McCollum. That's Just throw that one on your shelf. Problem, of course, that makes a lot more sense in Roto because the Pelicans have two games to finish off this week and then a brutal schedule next week. They play one time Monday through Thursday on Tuesday. That's when they play. Then they go twice next weekend. So their schedule is really very clustered. That's a team you want to have guys on and then drop and then get them back. But, like, if you're picking up Devontae Graham, it's very much if your league is ending this week. Because if you're long streaming, there's no, there's nothing there. We're at a point that, if you included yesterday, uh, Pelicans only had three games over eight days. If you included yesterday. So now it's three games over seven days. Still, that's not, that's not good. That's not something you move into, even if Devontae Graham can go top 90. Three games out of a top 90 guy... You know, you only need like a top 130 type of player to match that in a four-game stretch. And if you can find a five-game stretch somehow, which is not available today, but is, we've talked about the Lakers starting on Sunday, then you only need like a top 175, maybe top 200 type because of that extra activity. So forget for a moment the Devontae Graham thing, unless you're in Roto, then go ahead, grab him for a week, that's fine. And, you know, if you're CJ McCollum, you just hope that he's back in one week which most of these guys have been lately. Devin Booker was back in a week, but you just never know how anybody's going to get hit with COVID. As far as this weekend goes, we've talked about this a bunch of times this week. Cleveland and Washington are the longest long streams starting today. Those two teams go six games in nine days. So that's a team you could pick up, you could use a move on Washington, And again, if your league is ending this week, you don't have to worry about nine days out, but they still have the back-to-back here at the front end, and we'll segue into that in just a moment. But if your league goes through next week or even beyond that, let's say say this was the first round of your playoffs, next week, semis, week after that, the finals, or maybe your playoffs haven't even started yet. Maybe they start next week, so you're just getting rolling here, in which case... You know, there's, there's a few different ways to look at things, but Washington does have a game on Monday, and the beginning of next week, actually, none of the teams have a particularly great schedule compared to anyone else. Plenty of teams go two times the first four days of next week, and I don't believe... I mean, this is what I wrote down, but I, I'm always worried that I'm going to miss one little thing. There's not any team that goes three times the first four days of next week. So next week is actually a really difficult week to hard stream the beginning of the week. It makes long streaming even more important because some folks are going to be making moves on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, and you're going to be looking at your stuff like, I don't need to be doing this right now. I'm, I'm, I'd be blowing moves early when the best I can get, unless I'm blowing moves, is two games the first four days of next week. Obviously, you can get more than that if you have somebody on Monday and then you, you know, switch over to a Phoenix Sun that plays Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Fine, you use a move, you go from two games to three games the first four days of next week, and that's all well and good, but you've now blown a move at the beginning of the week. At that point, you pretty much have to hold on to Phoenix through Sunday, and then you're stuck getting off of the Suns first thing the following week. 
So that's why I wouldn't recommend it. Let's get let's dial it back though. We're getting out in front of our skis here, uh, and it actually is a nice reminder to check out our buddy at Thri- at ThriveFantasy.com. Talking about getting out in front of our skis, get out in front of your skis and prop up with ThriveFantasy.com and the Thrive Fantasy app available on the Apple and Android devices. That's right. I put a the in front, like like I'm a geriatric the Facebook the Apple, the Android device. The beauty of Thrive Fantasy, of course, is that it is prop bets, but it's built into a DFS engine. So it's not one prop bet. You're not just betting an over and an under. You're selecting overs and unders as a group. That's how they're able to sort of put this game together. It's not technically betting. It's DFS, but you're doing it in a different way. You're not building a lineup out with with arbitrary salaries attached to particular players. You're building out a lineup by selecting overs and unders of, of key superstars that play on a given night, and it's your decision. What do you think they're going to do? What are the big names going to do in a given night? It's just a lot easier to wrap your head around. It's more fun. You can watch the, the key names. Your, your night isn't going to be derailed by the 13th guy off a bench. It's just a, it's really cool, and we've had a lot of success from our sharp sports ethos NBAers that have di- that have been able to dive into Thrive Fantasy. Just a lot of victory. Because that's another element of it. And this is not something they tell me to put in my read for uh, their wonderful company, but it's not overpopulated by bots yet, the way that some of these big DFS engines are. When I say bots. It's basically like people who created macros that are betting thousands of lineups a day. So... What are your chances against something like that? Someone who just has a bankroll that you can't compete with. You need to get really lucky. That You're not competing with that on Thrive. You're competing with other real humans, and if you're better at this than them, you're going you're gonna to win money. Use our promo code ETHOS when you sign up and make your first deposit. You get a 100% deposit match bonus and a pair of $20 contest entry vouchers. ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, at ThriveFantasy.com. Prop up. With our buddies over at Thrive, you'll enjoy it, I promise. So dialing it back now again to the immediate future, I'm going to treat this discussion today like your season isn't over on Sunday. If it's over on Sunday, you don't need me to tell you how to long stream. Look at your damn roster. Anybody who's got one game, switch them to two. Everybody plays at least once between now and the end of the weekend, and most teams go twice. A couple teams, a handful of teams go one. You know, what is it, 30% maybe of the NBA goes one time. Just get off of those teams outside of the biggest, biggest, biggest superstars. If you're switching from one game to two, it's, I mean, it's pretty simple math. You know, if you've got somebody who averages 24, 5, and 5 on your team, and they're like a top 30 fantasy guy, you only need someone who's averaging 12, 2.5, and, and 2.5. And That's like a top 120. This is what we're talking about here. You can basically, and this is like the cutthroat element of it, this is like a weekly lineup decision, but built into just three days instead of seven. You can you can basically drop a top 40 player in favor of a top 120 player, and you'd, be, you'd kind of be a wash. Like, you're better off starting KCP playing two games over the rest of this week then, I don't know, who's an example of somebody only going one time in the top 30? I forget what teams only go one time. Zach Levine. There you go. Two games of KCP better than one game of Zach Levine. 
And it's crazy to think that that's real, but it's real. But this, again, is only if your league is ending right now. So just please do the math on that. If you have anybody on your team who's outside the top 35, basically, you need to be converting them to someone near the 100 range who has double the games. If you guys have two games, leave them alone. Now, if your league does continue into next week, which I think many leagues do, we're still uh, four and change weeks from the end of the regular season. So there's, there's still a pretty good amount of wiggle room left. I get it. Some leagues end super early because it does dodge a lot of the silly season. From a, a fairness standpoint, it's probably a good idea. But from a funness standpoint, it's not as fun because you want the league to go longer. You want the regular season to be a better descriptor of who deserves to be in the playoffs and all that good stuff. Cleveland, Washington, six games in nine days. I love those teams because not only is six and nine a good number and one you don't have to mess around with very much, but also the nine games ends for them after Saturday of next week. So you move off of those teams on Sunday, March 20th, and you can dive into other stuff. The Rockets, for example, have five games and seven nights starting on Sunday of next week. The Warriors have five games over eight nights starting on Sunday of next week. And actually, they have a five and seven built in the following Tuesday, March 22nd. You can just kind of get out in front of that if you're willing to eat that first Monday off in that stretch. So there's six games in eight days. That's pretty freaking good. Sorry, six games in nine days. Apologies. Still very good. You could jump on that early if you want. Pelicans go Sunday, Monday, but then they're off for a couple of days. Thunder next week, at the end of next week, Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday. Orlando Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Philly Sunday, Monday. It's part of a four-game week. Portland has five and seven starting on Sunday of next week. So if you're wondering why, and I've been talking about Cleveland and Washington for a week on this podcast now. For this, we've been looking all the way to March 11th. Well, it's here now. That's why I like these teams a lot. They have streamable players. Cleveland has uh, Jetty Osmond, Isaac Okoro. Those guys are not particularly well rostered, but six games and nine days out of those guys makes them fantasy worthwhile in head-to-head leagues. Washington, uh, guys like Rui Hachimura are probably doing enough. Daniel Gafford, Ish Smith, Raul Neto. All of those guys. Rui's barely, but Corey Kispert might even be on on the bubble there. Kristaps Porzingis is going to sit out two of those games, so Daniel Gafford should definitely be part of it. But then you transition over to these other, I mean, two choices starting on March 20th that have five games and seven nights. That's pretty awesome. Or, here's your other flexibility angle. There are a number of teams that actually go back-to-back today and tomorrow. It's Friday, Saturday, just in case you're listening to this show on a different day. You don't know what day tomorrow means. Friday, Saturday. Cleveland, obviously. We've talked about them already. Washington, obviously. We've talked about them. Miami goes Friday, Saturday. Minnesota goes Friday, Saturday. Spurs, San Antonio, Toronto, and Utah. All are back-to-backs today, tomorrow. The reason I bring that up While they don't have quite the schedule that Washington does, these other teams that we're talking about, and some of them downright bad schedule after Saturday. Miami has two games over the following eight days. Yuck. You really can't afford to have any heat on your team outside of 
probably like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and even those guys are going to be tough to roster. Two games in eight days, yeesh. So you grab those guys, and then on Sunday, you move on if you want to. And, and the Heat are the worst example of that in them having only the two games over that next eight-day stretch. Minnesota has three in that amount of time. Uh, Utah has four, I think, over eight days after Sunday. They might even be slightly more than that. So you have some choices of these the, the other back-to-back teams. If you're not going to go Washington or Cleveland, where you're rolling Friday through the next Saturday... So six in nine days. Uh, Utah, you could go five in eight days and move on. Toronto, you could go five in eight days and move on. Minnesota, you could go four games over six days and move on. So there's a little bit of flexibility there. The Heat was the shimmering example of the team you you have to move on from on Sunday. But your choice here, I think, has to be pretty heavily based in how many moves you have left right now. And we've been long streaming. We've been doing it together. But no teams are all the same. You might have had an injury. You had to make a move on yesterday, two days ago, whatever it might have been. If we were long streaming and we started the week with some Warriors and we moved to a Nugget and we moved to a Clipper or whatever it was, maybe if everything was going according to plan, you still have two moves left this week. But if somebody got hurt, maybe you're down to just one. Or maybe you have three right now. You had only planned on uh you were holding one of your two warriors through tomorrow saturday you moved off the other one after their game on thursday yesterday trying to decide if i want to i don't know when you guys are going to be listening to the show over the weekend so i'm going to try to use the days of the week here so you guys don't really have to think about what day this is right now for me keep it simple So, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe you started the week with two Warriors as your streams. You switched one of them to a Denver Nugget that you're just rolling with now for a while. You know, you could have as many as three games, three moves left in a four-weekly moves league. And some of you probably have five or six or seven moves, and some of you have three, and you've had to make little adjustments to the long streaming strategy. But I'm treating this as though you have four. So best-case scenario, you have three. Most likely scenario, you probably still have two moves left. And if somebody on your team got hurt or more than one person on your team got hurt, you might only have one. Which is why teams like Cleveland and Washington make so much sense. Because now you spend your one weekly move there. And if you only had one move left, great. You hold on to those guys through Saturday of next week. Your moves reset on Monday. Hopefully your team advances and all the streaming we've done has been enough. If you have two moves left, you could go to one Cavalier or one Wizard with the expectation that, again, you're holding them for the full nine days of that stream. And with the other move, you go to maybe one of these other teams. Maybe you go to Toronto or Utah or San Antonio or Minnesota or whatever I said. And then you can choose next week when you want to abandon ship on those teams. You could hold them through Monday. They All, all of those teams I just listed except for Minnesota, they go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, next week. Utah, uh, Toronto, San Antonio, they all go four games next week every other day, starting on Monday. Minnesota, uh, they don't. They go Monday, Wednesday, and then they only have one game after that. So any of those teams, you could hold through Wednesday of next week and make it a four games in six days stream with your one of your last two moves this week. And if you somehow 
which dodged all injuries and only flipped one warrior for some other team, a nugget, a clipper, whatever, and you come into Friday with three weekly moves left, well, you're in the driver's seat, my friend, because you can go a lot of different directions. You could spend two of those players on Washington and Cleveland, and basically then you can stream other roster slots next week effectively. You'll just save two moves for the very end of the week, Sunday, because neither one of those teams, Washington or Cleveland, neither one plays Sunday. And, you know, you, you're probably going to want to abandon ship. Remember we mentioned earlier in the show, a couple of five and sevens that start next Sunday. It's a great time to move off of those Wizards or Cavaliers. The perfect long stream. Two moves there. By the way, think about this. If you go Washington with one of your moves today, and then you go Portland with a move next Sunday, that's 16 days in two roster moves. 16 days of games, 11, 16 days of potential games, 11 games in 16 days. That's what you would end up getting in that stretch. That's massive. That's basically playing in 70% of your of days. What a huge boon that could be. Because you go 6 out of 9, and then you go 5 out of 7 with two roster moves. But if you have three moves left today, Friday, you can go to Washington, you can go to Cleveland next Sunday. You want to have two moves ready to switch off of those two things. And you can do anything you want with your third move. Or... If you're in a dogfight, if things are really close and you can't focus that far out, if you're like, okay, you know, I go Washington with one of my moves, I get my six and nine long stream in, but this week is still not fully decided. I don't feel like I'm in the driver's seat yet. You could go to one of these other teams, and it could be Washington or Cleveland also, but any one of these teams, I would say not Miami, even though they might have the best back-to-back streaming options depending on who plays in these games they got cleveland minnesota jimmy butler's questionable other guys might miss the game whatever not the point uh miami minnesota again these teams are talking about san antonio toronto cleveland utah washington you could go with your second of the three moves and then on sunday you got your choice okay it's sunday i'm in really really good shape i still have one weekly move left what do i do if you're in good shape you get a laker because they go five times in seven nights starting on sunday if you're in bad shape you go with the best player on the market you go to the wire and you say okay who's playing today sunday that's going to get me over the hump in whatever category i need to make a push in because there are plenty of games on sunday sunday what six, seven games, something like that. So you'll have plenty of choices to pick from. It's not a tiny car. It's not a massive one. It's somewhere hovering in the middle. I don't have the exact number in front of me. I'm looking at a streaming grid right now. Atlanta's schedule isn't terrible starting on Sunday. You know, they go five times in eight days. But, you know, the Lakers are your winning team in terms of Sunday streams. You could also, if you really wanted to, save one of your weekly moves and stream a different slot. You know, maybe you're not abandoning ship on, say, like a warrior or a nugget that played yesterday 
and then Denver again. They go tomorrow, and they go four times next week. So, it, you know, not all is lost there. You could just sit on a nugget for a little while. Maybe you like the nugget stream you had. Maybe you like the Warriors streamer you had going. They go Monday, Wednesday of next week also. Maybe there's someone else on your team that plays today that only has one game the rest of the weekend. By the way, I guess I should say anybody that plays today only has one game the rest of the weekend. I don't know that there's anybody that plays today that... No, Charlotte. Charlotte, I think, is the only team that plays today, Friday, that doesn't play again the rest of the weekend. I believe the Hornets are the only team that has a game today and then they're off Friday or Saturday, Sunday. I think they're the only team in the NBA I'm looking at a lot of things at the same time, so I, I hope I don't miss any of this stuff up. So maybe you have a fringy Hornet player who, like a Montrez Harrell that you've been sitting on for too long, or a Martin, Cody Martin, uh, he hasn't been healthy yet, or Kelly Oubre, or hell, you could even go farther up the board and say maybe you had Mason Plumley on your team. I don't know why, but maybe you did. P.J. Washington has been a must-start guy with Gordon Hayward out. Here's the thing. If you're in a battle... And you might not get through this week. Moving on from that player might be the play with your final roster move tomorrow. And you go to Indiana, where Malcolm Brogdon was diagnosed with a concussion. He's going to miss both games this weekend. Suddenly that opens up stuff. Maybe there's a big man available for you. O'Shea Brissett will do more. Chris Duarte will do more. These are guys that are on and off of rosters a bit lately. So you squeeze the back-to-back out of Indiana at the end of the weekend. And then, yeah, it's true, you're going to have to move off of the Pacers probably first thing next week. It's not optimal for a long stream, but if you're really in a tight battle, maybe you can't afford to just take the two games out of a roster slot this week. Maybe you need to let someone on your team play today and move on from that player that didn't have another one. So basically, you're making sure, remember what we said way back at the beginning of this this long stream discussion? If you have a player on your team as of today that only has one game left the rest of the weekend, you probably have to find a way to get off of that player unless they're a superstar, basically. What did we say? Top 40? Was that what I said earlier in the podcast? If someone isn't top 40, and either... Earlier in the show, I think I said if your season ended on Sunday, but it's also if your season could end on Sunday, meaning... You know, you've done all this work for long streaming. We should be in pretty good shape right now because we should have built up a pretty good games advantage over our opposition. But sometimes the luck just doesn't strike. Sometimes you had a team that maybe was set to have a big games disadvantage and we've made up that ground with long streaming. Or maybe you got guys that were game time decisions that got ruled out late. Guys that got hurt in the middle of the week. Luck is fickle. We might have done all the best long streaming work, and it might still be a situation where your season or your week is basically a coin flip. The reason I bring up Charlotte is that it buys you a little bit more time to figure out the kind of player you might need to win this week. And you have to think about who might be available. So go to your league right now, as we're getting towards the tail end of the podcast. Go to your league right now. Look up who's available on Cleveland, Indiana. Throw them in the mix because they're Saturday, Sunday. Miami, Minnesota, San Antonio, Toronto, Utah, and Washington. It's a lot of choices. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven teams 
that have some kind of back-to-back this weekend, most of them Friday-Saturday, but again, Indiana the Saturday-Sunday one. Go and look who's available on those teams in your league. Because I don't know who's around. Like, is Doug McDermott a free agent, or is he a guy who's already rostered? Is uh, Royce O'Neal a free agent, or is he rostered? What kind of league are you in? That should also inform your decisions. And then, look at your matchup. What categories are super close? Who do you have playing the rest of the weekend? Who does your opponent have playing the rest of the weekend? You need to look at these things to make an educated decision on what kind of player to pick up. Are steals and threes close? Great. And can you get your hands on Royce O'Neal? Terrific. He'll get you a couple of each of those things in these two in this back-to-back. Did you need rebounds and you were streaming Kevon Looney on Golden State? Great. Keep him for their game tomorrow, Saturday. And instead, maybe you look at an Indiana stream. O'Shea Brissett will probably get you four to seven rebounds in each of those two games over the weekend, especially with Brogdon out. Did you need assists? Maybe Chris Duarte is the guy you lean towards. Did you need three-pointers? Malik Beasley on Minnesota might be your stream. Look ahead to the Lakers if you were going to make a move to a Laker on Sunday. If that was the other half of your stream the rest of this weekend. Maybe you went Minnesota, you go Beasley for two, and then you flip over and... I don't know. We don't know if Taylor Horton Tucker is actually going to play for the Lakers on Sunday. If he does, maybe that's the direction you go. He's not going to have many three-pointers, but maybe you needed scoring. Probably aren't that many Lakers on your wire, if I had to guess. At least ones that are lightly functional from a fantasy standpoint. Monk's probably gone. Mello's almost definitely gone. Austin Reeves. There you go. There's an option. He might hit you 1-3, and he'll probably get you some steals, and they're 5-7. and seven. So what I need you to do, and I can't do this for you, I can tell you some of the options of ways to stack this stuff that could make sense, but only you can see in your league what free agents are available on those teams we've been talking about that have the really good schedules somehow. So we've pared it down to basically eight teams to talk about. Cleveland and Washington, which are the six and nine. The Friday-Saturday back-to-backs, which outside of Miami, because their schedule's terrible and you do have to abandon ship on a heat. If you go that route and you're like, I need three-pointers, I'm going to stream Duncan Robinson Friday-Saturday, and then I'm going to move to a Laker on Sunday and go Austin Reeves, fine. If that's your move, great. You set up your two moves there, and you just grin and bear it. Uh, Or do you go Minnesota and you go Beasley, and then you stick with it? Again, Plot it out. Plot it out. How many moves do you have left? What categories are close? Who does your opponent have left? Who do you have left? Figure out the stream, short or long, that makes sense to keep your season alive. And the more critical is, the shorter the long stream can become. This is why we didn't want to use a ton of roster moves early in the week. This is why long streaming is so effective. Because you're not... You're not moving off of guys on Monday or Tuesday. Your first move of the week should almost never occur before Wednesday in the long stream. And even then, you're probably looking at one. If you use two on Wednesday, you better hold on to the rest until the weekend. You could have gone two Wednesday this week and then two today or one today and one Sunday or something like that. Those are on the table. And that's your weekend long stream report here on Fantasy NBA Today, and that's your show. 
we'll keep looking at things over on the Twitters. Please do drop me a five-star review on the podcast. I so desperately want to get to 775 before the regular season ends. I know most of you guys that can do it have already done it. But if even one of you hears this message today and thinks, all right, today's the day, I will be forever grateful. I'm at Dan Bespris on Twitter. I am just Dan Bespris in person. This is Fantasy NBA Today, a Sports Ethos presentation Monday. Reverse chronological lightning round and the streaming guide two days at a time. Again, Monday through Thursday of next week. You guys get how this works. We'll do that for a few more weeks here. Good luck. Win your, win your playoffs. Hopefully, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. And even if you're out, come listen. Come hang out with us. We're still talking fantasy basketball. Although, I got it. Th- you know, if you lose, it's going to burn a little bit. I understand that. You should always have one Roto League. Goes to the end of the regular season. I'll convince you guys yet. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. Monday.